0: Hi, it's me, Van Lathan, host of Higher Learning with Rachel Lindsay and Van Lathan. Look, I want to tell you about one of my favorite shows on our network, the Ringerverse. Heading to the Ringerverse to stay up to date on all things superheroes and nerd culture. This week, we're doing a deep dive into Dune. Mallory and Joe, the Blood Sisters, they're going to be over there on the House of Mal doing a deep dive into Dune and talking about a movie that has polarized a lot of the fandom community. It's very beautifully shot, directed by Dennis Villeneuve, starring Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya for like nine minutes, and then uh, Jason Momoa and Oscar Isaacs. Great. Cast for Dune, and you're not gonna want to miss the discussion around it. It's gonna be on the Ringiverse this week. Alright, listen, the Ringiverse is great. Uh it, it's a it's an amazing place. It's a one-stop shop for all things fandom, and you guys gotta be a part of it. Listen, it's a movement. There's a movement happening over at the ringiverse, and I don't want you guys to miss out on it. We're giving takes over it. takes over takes some takes. Day, and the takes are they're spicy, they're they're filled with angst, the angst of guys who, especially the Midnight Boys here, who didn't get dates in high school and they sit around and they watch movies all day and now they get to talk about them for a living and they can't believe their good fortune. This is what you're missing if you're missing out on the Ringerverse. You're missing out on angst, crazy takes. Don't do it. All right, listen to the Ringerverse. You can find it on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And also you can tap in with it on all socials, the Ringerverse on Facebook, twitter and instagram pew, pew. yo 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 thought warriors what is up higher learning is on It is i van lathan jr
1: and it's me rachel and Lindsay.
0: rachel i'm jammed up today
1: i know you are what is going on why are you <clears throat> so excited
0: i'm not sure
1: you're not sure <laughs> i don't well, really know i'm happy you're happy
0: uh are you familiar with clarified butter?
1: I'm sorry, what? Clarified
0: butter. If it has to butter. do with
1: cooking, the answer is no.
0: Well, here's the thing. So I had some people over this weekend. We were hanging out. Just me. Shout out to Steve. Oh, Jackson was here. Jackson.
1: Jackson was there. Jackson came to the oh, house
0: Saturday. That's so great. Me, Jackson, Nick May, Steve, my producer from The Ringiverse. We um we hung around and I made popcorn. In my popcorn machine. You know, I got the movie theater popcorn machine.
1: Nope. Didn't know, but not surprised.
0: I have it. And before I was looking, uh, I was looking for the way to make the best movie theater popcorn. And I realized, I learned, that you can't just melt your own butter and then put it over your movie theater popcorn. You can't do that. No.
1: No.
0: Because the butter, it makes the popcorn soggy. Yeah. So you have to get clarified butter. And that's what you put on the movie theater popcorn. Yes. I got a question. Sure.
1: Doesn't popcorn come buttered? What do you mean? Can't you buy buttered popcorn?
0: So there's like a oil that flavors the popcorn in the movie, but it's still not. Th- when you go to the movie theater and you get the popcorn, do you then put extra butter on it? No. Wait, what? So you go to the movie theater.
1: I take so- what they give me. I do. I'm not one of those people pumping and putting the extra stuff on. No.
0: Never in my
1: life have I done that.
0: Dry-ass popcorn from a movie theater. How the fuck do you eat the dry-ass movie theater popcorn? What the hell is going on, Rachel?
1: Well, first of all, I don't always order popcorn, but when I do, I take it as they give it to me. I'm disgusted by people I see pumping away and adding all that extra shit on top of their popcorn.
0: I'm one of them. What what do you get when you watch a movie?
1: It depends. I mean, Hmm. I, I... I am one of those people who brings their own food yeah. to the movies. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm just not going to lie.
0: Brother I usually Woolworths bring my before. own sandwich. I- <laughs> Everybody in there, like, God <laughs> damn, I smell bologna.
1: Yeah, that's me. Well, can I, I
0: smell bologna. <laughs> Rachel over there with a fried bologna sandwich.
1: That's me.
0: It's <laughs> crazy. How was your weekend? What'd you do?
1: Wait, what movie did y'all watch?
0: Oh no, we weren't watching a movie. We were just oh. sitting around eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we weren't watching a movie. We All watched it was, work. it was football day. We watched some boxing. It was uh, Nick. Nick was there as well. Shout out to Nick May, six feet over Productions. It was we watched football. We watched boxing. You know, uh, basketball. We were just sitting around chilling. The okay. guys' day.
1: Man time.
0: Man, Man time. time.
1: Alright, well that sounds fun. Both my teams have had a bye week, so I, you know, wasn't as amped up for the games this week, uh, as I normally would. I went to Joshua Tree this weekend. Interesting. Joshua Never Tree. Never been. Never mm. been. A lot longer to get out there than I thought. Only went for twenty four hours. Group of friends, kind of a couple's trip, mm. rented a house, mm. you know, had a catered dinner, had mm-hmm. a like a DJ, small performer. <sighs> Right. It was great. Talked around the campfire. Next day, did poll day, had some massages. Very fun.
0: Barbiturates? Uh oh. No, we
1: didn't do all that. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, what? Is that what people do in Joshua Tree? Is that why you're just. It's you're not saying? what
0: people did in Joshua what you did. Oh, okay. Joshua Tree. Barbiturates, like you went on the drug. T- you now, now that you've oh, done, I done get DMT. No, do you I didn't rumors? even know what all
1: that was. You educated yeah, me. Now,
0: now you're going to act like you don't know. People who who just goes out to Joshua Tree, everything that you just did, that you just said you did Joshua Tree, you could have did at the Beverly Wilshire. We know why you went to Joshua Tree. We know why you went to Joshua Tree.
1: Why well, I got to go all the way out there to do that.
0: Because that's what people do. Because the stars, you can really see them well. You can see the stars.
1: Actually, we saw no stars. We could barely see the moon. It was an overcast.
0: See, that's what you think. The stars right? were very right? bright. That's- you were just tripping. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I can't even see the stars I feel like I'm in hell <laughs> nah the stars were there y'all was just tripping so hard I could see you and Brian tripping together too like Brian 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 was a hippie Brian in a former life Brian does not
1: life. give off that kind of vibe at all what
0: a Brian, hippie
1: in a former life
0: a little bit a little bit. he could. I could see him right now. But you know what, though? Brian wouldn't just be a hippie. He would be the leader of the hippie commune.
1: No, he wouldn't. Stop. Yes,
0: he would. He'd be the leader. <laughs> You're it's tripping like, now. It's true. I, look, I, look, I know what happens when you go out to Joshua Tree, but I'm glad you had a good time. Was it relaxing?
1: I needed it. I was all across the country this past week. I was exhausted. I was up mm. for 23 hours one day. So I needed just to get away. It's good for me and Brian, you know, like recharge. Yeah, it was a good time.
0: A lot of stuff going on in the world. It's a lot of stuff happening. We're going to start with something that we feel like you guys need to know about, which is the fact that the U.S. is trying to work on behalf of the folk. (laughs) And when I say the folk, I mean the black folk. The U.S. Justice Department has announced a new initiative to tackle racially discriminatory lending practices. The U.S. Justice Department announced efforts to better crack down on reports of redlining. Are you guys are not familiar with redlining? Redlining is an illegal racist practice that has discriminated against communities of color for years. The government is saying that they will prosecute those who continue to uphold it. Uh, according to news released from the Department of Justice, it's combating red line initiatives will take various approaches to do this, including efforts to strengthen partnerships with financial, financial agencies to make sure redlining is better identified and referred to authorities and also increasing coordination with state officials to weed out potential fair lending violations. Rach, what is your experience, if any, with the process and the practice of redlining and how do you feel about the u.s putting its square in its crosshairs to get rid of it
1: well i don't have any personal experience that i know of right with redlining
0: right? would you know if you had been redlined would you know would you know if you had been lined rl'd
1: I'm rl I
0: guess- steined
1: I mean, I guess not. I mean, I haven't really applied for any type of loan, I guess, that would require me, you know, like in a certain neighborhood. I mean, you know, I'm just now house house searching. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I yeah. don't know. They what might line They might might have already happened. I did not get an offer. I don't know. I they didn't accept one Ooh-hoo. offer that I put. I, I might have already happened. Who Ooh-hoo. knows? I don't know. It's very true. Um, but here's the thing. Them trying to get rid of it. Well, this was supposed to have been done back in 1968 yes. right under the fair housing act and here we are 53 years later and it's such an issue that the justice department isn't involved in taking a big step into prosecuting people who are continuing this practice which means it's still quite prevalent 53 years over after it was supposed to be completely done um I personally, well, I'm happy that the, the Justice Department is taking a step and saying that they're going to prosecute and really taking some action to make sure this stops. But I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it. And I'm glad it's coming to the forefront, because when you have people who talk about, you know, racism doesn't exist or things are changing for the better. And then you hear things. Like redlining, which obviously has been around for a long time, but these terms are starting to be talked about in in more commonplace where people are realizing that these things have been around for a long time, even though maybe they didn't understand what they were. I'm glad we're talking about it because you realize how deeply rooted racism is when people say the word systemic racism. When people make, the, make uh, generalizations about black and brown people and they say that they're lazy or they don't try to do better for themselves. And then you find out that there's this whole issue called redlining where they literally would take a red line and circle around neighborhoods that they wouldn't invest, invest in. that They wouldn't give people loans to it. You realize how much how deeply rooted the struggle is for minorities to succeed in this country. And how the system is continually against them in every single way, in every single way, can't even grow their own neighborhoods, can't even do better for themselves in their own neighborhoods, trying to continue to keep us down. And in the same place through the financial system, through investing, it's ridiculous. And I'm I'm glad we're st- I mean, I hate that this is still happening, but I'm glad we're talking about it. And I'm glad the Justice Department is doing something about it.
0: Yeah, so you you'd hear from a lot of people that ra- that redlining was ended in the late 60s or in the 70s um and certainly the overt uh sort of institution of the uh, of redlining uh has in many ways it's more subtly done now so it's not as overt as what it used to be but there still continues to be in America an intentional apparatus alive to hurt black people. So this is the interesting thing about what Rachel just said. And I know we have a lot of white people who listen to the podcast. They're white. Okay. I want to talk to them real quick because sometimes you might hear angstiness in the voice of Rachel or of myself um, about some of these issues. And it sometimes may feel like we're fixated on them. It's very difficult to be educated as an African American, a black, about these things and not feel a tremendous amount of frustration. Uh, and it's the frustration also, sort of, I mean, look, what the Justice Department is doing right now, that's fantastic. Uh, I'd still say that there are some other things we need the Justice Department to be working on and not saying that redlining isn't one of them saying that you know, uh, every time they give us something, I go, OK, let's just do something else. Let's let's really tackle the problem. Let's you know, I just I, I, I want this to be done with so much more gusto. But the reason why I want to be done with so much more gusto is because these things that happen, they're not accidents. And that's hard to live with every single day of your life. It's like it's hard to live with every single day of your life, seeing the wealth gap between uh, white Americans and black Americans and know that it was and know that it was done on purpose. Know that it's there for like a very specific reason, know that there's a caste system that exists in America and we were put in a specific place. Uh, It's hard. It's hard. So I see this and I get I'm like, yeah, they're going to do something about it. But I think to myself, God damn, man. And then you go out into the world and you talk to people and they go, hey, listen, this is what you should do. And then you look at somebody who's white and they tell you that. And I go, no, this is what you should do. Right. It's Like what you should do. Right. Now look at Copper. That's not Copper. That's not Copper. That's a different dog. You have a new dog?
1: We've had him. We have him off and on. We co-parent this one.
0: So what's his name? Brownie. Hmm very creative names over there. in the Lindsay.
1: No, don't say we didn't name him. My friend's child did. Okay. Mm-hmm. So gotta yeah. stick
0: with it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my point is this. My point is, uh, I'm reading a book right now and I want everybody to read it. It's called, uh, when the frame of action was white and it talks about, uh, America in the, uh, America, uh, right after the second world war and right after the second world war. And also prior to that, The New Deal America in terms of how social programs and government stimulation actually bolstered the white middle class in a very purposeful way to give them an economic and educational leg up. And all the government programs that were used to make sure that America had a functioning middle class and a functioning white middle class. And then another book I'm reading is about the suburbanization of America that really goes into great detail about how things were done purposely to make sure that Americans, particularly white Americans, had a way to shine, had a way to get ahead. And every time we talk about black Americans, we're talking about undoing a legacy of on purpose intentional harm Mm -hmm. so -hmm. when you look at those diverging sort of attacks there those diverging methods of citizenry one people being go out and get it here's some land here's an education go everybody else I take your land I take your education I take your ability to own a home so, yes, let's tackle redlining, but also let's have a, dis- a discussion about why it's damn near 2022 and Man. we still have to tackle redlining.
1: Yeah. This is interesting.
0: Yeah. I-, I want to start off with that. Just know that like we're not nobody's complaining. That's the whole CRT thing. CRT is like it makes white people feel bad. I don't know. Uh, maybe white people should feel a little bad.
1: Of course they should feel bad. Feel bad. But but, but but here's the thing. We ain't making you feel bad. We're literally telling you what's happening. Facts, giving you the truth. It's mm. so not we're not making you feel bad. We're telling you like it is. If you feel bad, that's not my fault. Can't I you, hate that. That's your question.
0: That's your mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to tell people? Just forget about CRT and racism real quick. So I went I have to tell you guys a story. Real quick. Real quick story. Go I went I went to I went to uh box. And Anthony Anderson was there. You went where? To box. I went to the boxing oh, gym. Oh,
1: box. To box. Okay. And
0: Anthony Anderson, my friend, was there. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a true story. <laughs> uh, Anthony Anderson, who's boxing at that gym because I used to box there. Well, because I boxed there and he saw me boxing. He asked for Phil's number. I gave him Phil's number. Anthony Anderson, great guy. His son's a great guy. Love Anthony. Anthony sees me come into the boxing gym. He looks at me and he goes... What's up, fatso? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Are you okay? <laughs> ah, that was tough. That was a tough one. I actually enjoyed it after because I'm like, hey, it's not a big deal. People look at me. They see me. They try to act like I look the same. I know I don't have to depend on it. But let me ask you this. He <laughs> says he's just keeping it real because he doesn't want me to get back to my old self
1: okay so he's giving you some tough love
0: giving me some tough love what's the difference between pointing out a fact talking about it making people feel bad about it and just keeping it real how do you keep it real without keeping it real hurtful what's Rachel's way to do this
1: I think it depends with what you're talking about. Okay. Using the term fatso, that's subjective, <laughs> right? Like who's this, you know, like there's, there's, there's measures to it. One person may see it that way. The other person may not. It's an actual fact that you did things that harmed black folks with laws, with, you know whatever it, systems, whatever it is that you did. That's, that's true. That's mm-hmm. history. That's yeah. present. That's like that. You can't deny that. You can't argue that. It is what it is. I can argue the term fatso. That's what he uh, said. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's true.
0: Well, it's an actual fact. That's your opinion. I ate the cookies and the cupcakes. And I did the things to put on the 30 pounds that I put on during the pandemic. It's an actual fact. Your actual
1: 30 pounds doesn't necessarily deem you fat to one person you might think that you are bigger than you were before but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're a fatso so it's just the fact that he used that term it's fatso. so first of all that bad. was funny wait, 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 let's be honest that, so
0: that was funny first of all who says fatso
1: i know that's what i'm saying <laughs> like,
0: what's up fatso i'm like God fat fatso not only did you, Do you fucking think he insult can always, me
1: you think he feels the you, way he can say that because he lost so much weight
0: Also, because he's my guy. That's probably why he felt that that way. But he didn't just diss me. He dissed me in like 1973. (laughs) So, but look, I will say this. Like, once again, and I do, I believe in this. I brought that up because it was good for me to feel... A little uncomfortable. I know everybody's doing a great job to make me feel comfortable. Hey Van, you've been through a tough time and you'll get back. You'll do. But it was good to feel a little uncomfortable, though. Like, hey, this is something that you want to work on, and remember that's important to you. I feel that exact same way as it relates to white America where we talk about the black wealth gap or the black black land loss or redlining mm-hmm. or police justice or any of these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make you feel bad but you should feel bad. You should should feel bad that these things were done on purpose. Not that you did them, but if we're all Americans and we're supposed to be on the same playing field in terms of uh, how we live and, and thrive in this country, it should make you feel bad that in order to have your privilege preserved and instituted, that somebody else had to get kicked in their ass. You should feel bad about that. I have no problem with you feeling bad about that.
1: Because I feel like feeling bad doesn't mean that you have to feel guilty. Right. You're not saying you did it.
0: Oh, I don't mind guilt either.
1: But 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 the thing is, is like you're taking it too personal if you're thinking that people are specifically blaming you. It is something that was done by your folks. But mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you did it, but the but now that you have the knowledge and you understand what was done, you should only feel guilty if you aren't a, p- a part of changing it and making it better. And I think that if you feel it, if you feel it, then you'll be more, you know, I'm losing the word. You'll feel like you more so would do something about it. Like more if you enthusiastic,
0: feel it. yeah, about helping out. This is yeah. what I want to do. I want to do something now. I know I'm always with the hair ideas. What is it? For Parents' Day this year, I don't want to talk to our parents because I've cursed too much. I'm afraid to see the judge. For Parents' Day this year, I want to talk to the parents of some of the Thought Wars. I want to get your old white parents on this podcast They had to have been born in the 40s. If you have parents that were born in the 40s, I want to talk to them on this podcast, white and born in the 40s, 40s or before. And I just want to talk to them about how it was and how they lived when it was just blatant put your foot in a nigga's ass era in America. And I wanna know if they put their foot in any niggas' asses. It's their time for absolution. They can come on here and we can they can come on here and face off with me and Rach. Face Rach. off. Yeah, <laughs> face off. They can come here and they can face off with me and Rach. And who knows, maybe they'll end up going to the soup kitchen. But it doesn't really matter because we'll talk to them. I want to talk to some old whites. I don't talk to old whites anymore.
1: Where's Rachel? your neighbor?
0: Oh no, no. I can't believe you brought that up. Bring him on. I can't believe you brought that. up. No, I want to talk to. He's got stuff him. to say. No, he doesn't. No, he's he's nah. No, it's not going to be constructive. It's going to be me. How you know be... the
1: way you're talking about people, the people that you want to bring on, it doesn't sound like it's going to be constructive
0: at all. It can be because he what, what happened with my neighbors? I have to see him too much. I see him. I kick his cane from out under him, make him fall. Um, uh Kyrie Irving. Oh my God! There was a protest at the Barclays Center. <laughs> Did you see this? <laughs> yeah. Um, a large group was outside of the Barclays Center demanding that Kyrie (laughs) Irving be allowed to play. They wore shirts and and they had slogans such as stand with Kyrie and chanting, let Kyrie play. The group included supporters of Donald Trump and people with Black Lives Matter signs. While another source claimed to hear a reference to the January 6th storming of the Capitol. You saw this video, right?
1: I don't have many thoughts on this. People you have don't. too much time on their hands. I, I mean that's really that's really what I have to say about that. Listen, Kyrie has made a decision for himself. People are respecting that. They're letting him take his time away from the team. Well, actually, mm. not take his time, he really can't play. Yeah. <laughs> he's not taking his time away, he can't play. Listen, he's fine with it. He's at peace with his decision. He's not asking for people to protest. There's no need for this. This is going to accomplish nothing. This is why mm. I say people have too much time on their hands. They have nothing to do. There, you going up to the Barclays Center, is it Barclay or Barclays? It's you, know, you know I'm good messing up a word.
0: Mm-hmm. Barclay.
1: Barclay. Um, people who are going up there and doing that, what are you trying to accomplish? Because at the end of the day, nothing is going to come of this. Nothing. The rules are in place for a reason. Kyrie's accepted that. Please move on. Please move on.
0: I underestimated Kyrie's importance in the ecosystem.
1: I don't know if it really I, I that's not that's not what this is. Is it, yes, I did. it's not Kyrie's importance? It's yeah. the it's the hill that he's standing on, right? That's You're not
0: it. seeing it. You're not seeing it.
1: No, I'm not gonna play this game.
0: Rachel, Go ahead. Rachel.
1: Nope. Nope.
0: One year ago, two years ago, people asked the question What could bring America together? What could bring the Fam? black people? who are Black Lives Matter together with some of the same people who stormed the Capitol. People thought that a pandemic, a vicious pandemic would bring Americans together, but it didn't only split them up more. I actually thought, I look at this because when I look at Kyrie, Kyrie Irving got Sean King saying free Kyrie Irving. And he got Donald Trump Jr. saying that he got Tamika Mallory on his side and he got Candace Owens on his side. Kyrie Irving is building a coalition that not even Joe Biden can build. What is Tamika Mallory saying? that's her boy that's her homeboy. boy so what she said is like let the leave that man alone Kyrie Irving is a great guy he's got her saying it then he's got Candace Owens saying it then he's got Donald Trump Jr. saying it everybody seems to be with Kyrie Irving not everyone but people from all kinds of different backgrounds Kyrie is uniting people over vaccine fuckery the whole time. The only thing we didn't know, only thing we didn't have to make Americans get together and stand one, one shoulder to shoulder with each other, like they did at the Barclays Center is refusing to take the vaccine. Vaccine fuckery is the way to unite. I saw these people trying to break into the Barclays Center. I looked at them like, God damn, that's for Kyrie. There's a dark horse candidate in 2024. It's a dark horse candidate in 2024 for the nomination. Could you imagine the ticket? Donald Trump and Kyrie Irving as Donald Trump's vice president. Trump Irving, Trump Irving 24. They would win. They would win. Trump Irving, the flat earth party. I'm telling you right now, third party. I'm, I'm not, just
1: just look at my face. I knew where you were going with this. I knew on. where you were going with this.
0: You're just not and open to stuff. I'm not going to gonna
1: entertain it. You're I'm not, not going to entertain it.
0: You're not open. You're not open. You're closed. I don't off. want
1: to. You're right. I don't want to open up to this.
0: You don't okay? want to open up to this. I don't it.
1: want to open up to this. Kyrie is a face of, he's become a martyr to this issue. That's all yeah, he is. A
0: lot of martyrs out here. We're about to talk about we're about to talk about another martyr a lot of martyrs out here just yeah. remember I, I want all the martyrs i want to say something to the martyrs right now that's the name of the party yeah the martyr party <laughs> martyr party <laughs> i want to say something to, to all the martyrs out here you can't halfway martyr yourself you got to be willing to die you gotta
1: go all in you,
0: you gotta got- go all in like you, you gotta go all in okay Like Jesus went, Jesus did his thing. He didn't complain. He he had one little moment. God, why have you you forsaken me? This hurts a lot worse than you said it was going to hurt. Other than that, Jesus was good. Dave Chappelle just talked. Um, He said he's open to talking with Netflix employees about his LGBTQ jokes. Um, But he also uh, went on his Instagram earlier today and he posted some stuff on his Instagram. All right. Now there's a whole video that Dave Chappelle uh, is is talking about what's going on at Netflix. Obviously, there was a walkout at Netflix, and now the company—I wouldn't say they're in a scramble, but it's definitely not copacetic at Netflix, wouldn't you say? Right, right, right. Yeah, there's it's some tough. stuff going on there. So, like, and you know, the the Ted Sarandos, who's the co CEO of Netflix, uh, is in a bit of a pickle with his employees. You know, a large majority of those, excuse me, not a large majority, a large number of them are asking to be heard in a very specific way. And his support for Dave Chappelle has made it kind of impossible for him to to hear them out in that way. Um, Dave Chappelle has responded to it. I want to play one particular part of this. And I want to get Rachel's reaction and the, the audience's reaction to this as well. This film that I made was invited to every film festival in the United States. And some of those invitations I accepted. And when this controversy came out about the close of, they began disinviting me from these film festivals. And now, today, not a film company, not a movie studio, not a film festival, nobody will touch this film. Thank God for Ted Sarandos and Netflix. He's the only one that didn't cancel me yet. Okay, so he has a movie coming out about the time that he was in Yellow Springs, and now the film seems to have been disinvited to a lot of festivals, okay? And this is because of the closer and all of the hubbub uh, surrounding it. Do you feel in any way sympathy for Dave Chappelle that his movie... Um, may not get some of the recognition that it was going to get prior to his special coming out on Netflix.
1: I I do feel sympathy. Is that the question you asked me? I do feel sorry for Sympathy,
0: feel sorry. Yeah.
1: I do. I do in the sense that the same way I do for everybody who has been, not everybody, but because there's some people who just totally deserve to be canceled for what they've done. But I think I do feel sympathy. I think what makes it hard is that Dave Chappelle is refusing, in my opinion, to hear the other side. And I know he has said that, hey, I'm open to talking with with Netflix employees and talking with people in the community. But then you backdoor it by saying, everybody that I know that's in the community is okay with it. And I'm paraphrasing here, but that's basically what he said. He said that on saying. the Instagram, yeah. Yes, and that's what he said. And to me, that's very closed-minded. You're generalizing all the people as if just because some people feel this way, then all people in the LGBTQ plus community feel that way. And that's not fair. There's a huge section of the community that is offended and hurt by what you did. And for you to say some people, your your folks are okay, but then, well, they know you. When you know somebody, come on, man, you know, we talked about personal bias on this podcast. When you know somebody, you can bring another level of understanding to it as opposed to the public who just doesn't know you. And so for Dave to say that to me, it makes me feel like you still don't get it. That's my big, that's my thing with Dave. I don't want you to be canceled, but I'm concerned that you're not, that you aren't concerned with what people are offended by. Not upset, offended. Hmm.
0: Okay. So how does that relate to feeling a little bit of just so we can tie the well, point? I'm, well, I'm, strug- I'm
1: struggling to answer the question. I'm saying all this. Oh, I'm struggling because um, it's like I do have sympathy because I am of the whole thing. Like it's for some people, it's hard. But it's like when you make a mistake, does it mean that you can never do anything again? I struggle with that, uh-huh. depending on what the mistake is. Sure. I struggle with that. So that's why I say it's, I do have sympathy for him. But at the other, the other end, it's hard for me to have sympathy because of what I just said before. I'm torn. I'm torn. I need you to be a little bit more understanding. I'm not saying you have to take it back. I'm saying underst- to understand why people are upset.
0: Something interesting about this. Like, so there's something that Dave Chappelle said on the, on the special that's That sticks out to me. So let's say me and you are having a conversation or Mm -hmm. we're having a conversation with someone and we're talking about the whole situation in the Middle East, right? Mm -hmm. Gaza, West Bank, Israel versus Palestine, whatever. And the first thing I say to you is that Israel isn't real. Mm -hmm. I say, Hey, in 1949, a bunch of the world government got together and they made up a country. They gave it to the, to the Israelis. It's not a real thing. I, 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 don't wish them to be the victims of terrorism. You know, I don't wish there to be any war there, but it's not real. Or on the flip side, if we said, hey, Palestine isn't real. World governments got together and they decided that Israel had their own country and we don't want them to be living in an apartheid state. We don't want them to believe. But Palestine isn't a real thing. So the moment that you do that. The moment that you do that that conversation probably is not going to go anywhere, right? It's probably going to become a conversation that's defensive. Uh, It's probably going to be a conversation that is uh, acrimonious because the moment that you say something is sort of invalid, then that opens it up to all kind of attacks. Dave Chappelle said in his stand-up, he said with his chest, gender is real. He said everybody that came through, everybody in this audience had to pass through the legs of a woman. Now, I don't think he really understands the difference between sex and gender and how uh, sex being what it is, is a reflection of physical traits, gender being a social construct and all of those things. I think that maybe Dave could do a little bit more work to understand the differences in those things. Right. Well, yeah, but. Not really, because at the moment that you stand on a stage with a microphone and a message being blurred out to the whole world, you should know what the fuck you're talking about. And if you're parroting things that are used to minimize and oppress and persecute trans people, you should probably be held responsible for the words after you say them. Absolutely. Right. Right. So. So what I'm saying, is. Once you get on the stage and and say that black people come from monk that black people are actually monkeys, we pass the talking. now you got to get yours and so and and so and so my thing with Dave is this number one that's just something that struck out to me that he doesn't understand really what he's talking about. he's talking about gender as being sex when gender is the social construct that as I understand it to be, and maybe I could be wrong too, that trans people are actually trying to change, and that they are actually confronting and defining for themselves. I say that. I say all of that to say this: um, if you get it that wrong, and people are mad, I don't know what these guys want. Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, saying, "Hey, my my movie got disinvited to fe- to festivals." That's what happens. Like sometimes I don't think people want free speech because free speech is free. You say whatever you want. They want something. They want something different. They want white speech. What white speech is, is the ability to say whatever you want to say in whatever way that you say it and suffer absolutely zero ramifications. That is what white speech is. It's not free speech. It's actually white speech. White speech means I can look, you're free to say whatever, but white speech means I can say it and then no one can do anything about it. There's no consequence. There is nothing. I say whatever I want to say, I do whatever I want to do. Cool. No one can stop. And if anyone stops, I talk about how I'm actually the victim. That's what white people do. That is white speech. It's not free speech. It's white speech because free speech is, hey, fuck you. And then somebody else goes, nah, man, fuck you. So when I was listening to Dave Chappelle talk about the fact that his movie got disinvited from festivals, and I'm sure it's a great film. What happened in Yellow Springs last year was pretty beautiful and pretty amazing. I was thinking, I. You said what you said. And he even said in his situation that he said what he said. Like, why would you even bring up the fact that your movie is being disinvited to festivals? You, you expect people to eat shit and then laugh?
1: Because he doesn't think he gave shit, which is why I say he does not think. This is why I say you say one thing, but then you're also like, but it's also this. You're speaking out of both sides of your mouth, your neck. You're talking about, you know, I have the it's stuff. the neck, it's the neck, it's the mouth. It's the, same, it's the neck of the mouth. You're talking, you, like you want it both ways. And that's the thing. I do not think that Dave Chappelle thinks he did anything wrong. And that's why he's, he's saying my movie got shut out from festivals because he doesn't think, he thinks people are overreacting and exaggerating. He doesn't understand why they're offended, which is why I say, okay, you said what you said. You said it, you meant it. You know, you stood by it. You don't think you did anything wrong, but you got to be open to listening to why people are offended, not just your friends, not just your circle for people who know you. You have to understand there are enough people who are cause who are doing walkouts, who are holding their employers responsible for this. Enough people who are bothered by it that you should say, what is it that I did? And he doesn't want to do that.
0: Well, he said that he would be willing to, I guess, talk to them. but then he said no he said no
1: he said what the fuck am
0: i doing these are human beings to talk to the people that were hurt uh, i don't think that's wrong
1: you're you're not saying them in i know know. but I, i don't think yes he said he's willing to talk to them but he also says he doesn't know what it would accomplish which means you're not coming in to the conversation being open to understanding the other side he is already like drawn a line in the sand you know, and said, "This is how I feel. I'll I'll hear you, but I'm not going to change my mind." Well, then you're not willing to understand why people are bothered by it. That's the that's what's making to me this so hard to accept his behavior on this. And, and by then, the way, the movie's still going to gonna, you I mean, gonna be on Netflix. He, he talked
0: about the fact that you know Netflix is still. So he's got he, he, he like.
1: It'll be fine. Just like he, yeah. he played in L. Nothing, nothing right. nothing's it so happened, wild. but my
0: point yeah. is that it, I, I, I would. Like I want all of the martyrs to really get on that martyr shit. I'm serious, like really, like like don't have martyr. Don't who full who full martyrs for you? Who's a full martyr? Full mark. Colin Kaepernick.
1: Colin Kaepernick.
0: I talked to I talked to uh, Nessa this past weekend. Shout out to Nessa. Um, Colin. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Like, I mean, he didn't he's not full martyr in the sense that you know he lost his life but they took his career he never got it back yeah like they took his career he never got it back and Stephen A. Smith helped okay (laughs) (laughs) they took his career he never got it back and by the way like there's been a lot of hubbub about that but you know, he lost the whole career. He lost the whole. He had to go do something else. He's producing television shows and stuff like that. You know, he had to. He had to actually go do something else. Like yeah. a, lo- a lot of people that are talking about, I'm this and this. They still get to do like. Th- don't get me wrong. Kyrie Irving could play basketball at any time that he wanted to.
1: Yeah, he would go to another
0: team. Dave Chappelle's movie is still gonna be on Netflix. Yep. Yeah. Right. You know, just come on, bro. You said what you said. <laughs> well, you know uh okay you are in uh delta sigma theta
1: why are we talking about this because
0: we have to you're a delta
1: yes i'm a delta a proud member of delta sigma theta sorority incorporated
0: you know what we should do before we get into this topic um can you tell people that might be listening what the differences are in the white sororities and the black sororities (laughs)
1: I, I mean, I'm not that well versed in white sororities, but obviously there was a there's a difference because we couldn't black black women could not join your sororities. And so they started their own first one started in 1908. The real one started in 1913 it had to be said, no, 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 but we couldn't we weren't allowed to join. We, jo- we We created our own. I'm assuming that the white sororities stand for the same things that similar to black education, politics, service. Things of that nature, but you know it's a it's a community it's a it's a group of women that get together, and for us like we do certain things to benefit the community to uplift women to uplift black folks when it comes to delta yeah
0: so the reason why I asked this is because insecure has been on insecure came on as like an insecure debut, everybody was going crazy on the Twitter sphere last night, and in this amanda seals uh I guess her character. I didn't see it. Her her character Tiffany had an had uh, 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 a aka shirt on of some sort.
1: Yes, she's an a she's an aka.
0: She's an aka on the show. Her character Tiffany is an aka on the show, and she had the aka letters on. This is frowned upon in the black sorority and fraternity circles and the divine nine as they're known. You don't wear the letters if you're not in the group. There was a little bit of talk about this with a lot of AKAs uh, on Twitter upset. This is how Amanda Seals responded to that. Check it out. I, I don't know why people keep asking me if I'm a soror. I am not a soror.
1: Tiffany is a soror. Tiffany is a character on a TV show. I didn't write the character. I play the character. I'm not a soror. I'm an actress. And I'm playing a character on a TV show. And I think reality TV done really got folks fucked up. Because, you know, it's like, it's all the same. But it's, it's, I'm just playing a character. That's it. Y'all know that though. But some of y'all don't. I feel like some folks really
0: forget. She also said separately. She's I would be honored to be a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, but I simply am not. When I am Tiffany, I wear the letters with pride and regard and respect for those uh, who did cross the burning sands. Um, Issa Rae also eventually responded to an upset user. Uh, saying oh shit let me at hbo let me have hbo delete one of the upcoming episodes then hold on because apparently in an upcoming episode uh tiffany's character is going to wear her aka letters again or maybe Issa was just joking you're a delta if you saw a character in a show who was not a delta wearing the actual delta sigma theta and not like some made up fraternity or sorority like they do for some of these other movies? Would you uh-huh. be annoyed by it?
1: First of all, I would like to acknowledge that this is the ACA's problem, okay? It's AKA's <laughs>
0: problem. <laughs> y'all gotta deal with this.
1: Not us deltas. No, now, wait a second. Now, wait a
0: second. I want, y'all to, I want y'all to know something here. I want y'all to know something here. This is how they do. <laughs> now, oh, th- th- this, is, this is how they do. Because remember when uh, Ka- Kamala Harris. Made it to the White House. You, it was, you it, wait, wait, a second, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. When Kamala Harris made it to the White House, it was like, ah, it's all one big Greek family and we're all together. And I was telling y'all, I was like, I promise y'all, it ain't like that. I was on the yard at Southern University's campus. It's not like that. Now some beef is going on. That's and it's not problem. one big family. It's the AKA problem.
1: That's their problem. It's the AKS problem. Listen, <laughs> I know there, there definitely is the whole, you do not wear letters. Cause I've actually seen people wearing fraternity sorority stuff that they got from like Goodwill. And I'll be like, how do you have a Delta shirt on? You're not supposed to wear somebody else's letters, but I don't really see it as that big of a deal. To be honest, I would like the recognition. If there was a character playing a Delta, I love the fact that Delta Sigma Theta is being represented as a character on the show. I have no problem with that on the show as a character playing a part. I think it's cool that Deltas would be getting that type of platform. I love, I love. This does not bother me.
0: So you'd have no, no problem. Look, I got to be honest with you. I'm not in any other organization, so I really can't. But this is kind of stupid, y'all. Come on, man. Yeah. It's like I, it's not like Boosie. When Boosie went to the shit, and we'll talk about Boosie oh here in a second, too. It's not yeah. like when Boosie went to the game and we was just sporting it. Amanda is playing a character in a show. Come on, guys.
1: The only thing Come I'll say on, to that. Come on, guys. Yeah. only thing I'll say to that is. A Delta is, what a Aka ain't, what a Zeta wanna be, what a Sigma can't, what a Alpha like, what a Kappa love, what a Q-Sci-Fi can't get enough of. <laughs> What's the next topic? You love it. You want wanted to hop. You wanted to hop a little bit.
0: <laughs> I did love it. I'm not feeling a lot, that shit got me all jammed up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love You're Deltas, just... man. I love <laughs> Deltas. Deltas. I do. Deltas are great. No. Um, let's take a break. Okay. Lil Boosie. Hmm. Did you see Lil Boosie's response to Lil Nas X?
1: All I know is that it was, I just saw the headline that it was filled with homophobic and like he was cursing and all of that slurs. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to read into this. Was I wrong? Was that not what it is?
0: That's what it is.
1: Yeah. I didn't even want, I'm, I'm so sick of Boosie. I just like, I can't even entertain it. I can't even read about it. It's the same shit, different day with him when it comes to the disrespect that he has towards that community. And Lil mm. Nas in particular. So
0: just so you guys know the story, we're going to touch on it here. Lil Nas X Made an Instagram video where he trolled Bootsy and said that he was doing a song with Bootsy. Um, Bootsy came back and said some things to Lil Nas X, called him the f word, and then suggested that he uh, engage in, suggested that he take his own life. So he said,
1: "Oh my god!"
0: That's what he said. Said the world would be a better place if he did so. Um. So this is what we have to. Uh, all right. So. We have to be real about this now. It's very funny on the Internet to uh, to talk about Lil Boosie's disdain for Lil Nas X and anything that seems to be gay. Um, it's becoming a, its own trope. It's becoming its own joke. We now have to address this in a very serious way. Not that we necessarily didn't before, but I just want people to know that the suggestion that Lil Nas X take his own life is beyond anything that anybody in our culture should accept. Anyone in our culture should, shouldn't accept this. We shouldn't deal with this lightly. We shouldn't deal with this uh, with in an understanding way. Right that is gross, foul, ridiculous, um abhorrent. Any other adjective that you want to use to uh describe something that's particularly disgusting. And it shouldn't only be one voice saying this. It should be every single voice in our culture. If you wanna boost old heads, if you wanna boost OGs, if you someone around him, I know Boosie's brother, I know all other people who know Boosie, it's time for somebody to talk to him about the things that he's saying publicly regarding not just Lil Nas X, but the LGBT community. All right, I know I said it wrong again. But I promise <laughs> they, I'll they, do they, it. Better. They, <laughs> LGBTQ community okay yes there you go Um, to say that Lil Nas X should kill himself shows me that Bootsy's not aware of how serious things are because the unfortunate part of this is that a lot of our young sisters and brothers who are in that community are killing themselves
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: They're killing themselves because they believe what Bootsy said. They believe that the world would be a better place if they were dead. They believe that they are something dirty, that they are something unholy, that they are something ungodly, and that they are something not worth love. They think that's true, and so they have no other choice in some of their minds but to take their own lives. Black suicide rates have been on the rise for uh, LGBTQ youth in recent years, they are increasingly, increasingly choosing that route. We should not do anything to normalize any speech that encourages that. We should normalize the speech. And to be frank with you guys, we should normalize the speakers. That's something that everybody and anyone who cares about human life, who cares about human black life. Should be completely disgusted with. I couldn't believe that I read that from him. I don't know why I couldn't believe it, but I did not think that he would go that far.
1: Well, because didn't he at one point? When he was talking about him performing, when when Lil Nas X was saying he was going to be on stage and naked and all of that, and Bootsy said something, and then people came at him, and he made it seem like he wasn't serious. Did did I miss? Isn't that what he said?
0: He said like, something like that, but he he was he he always had a way to couch it or make it seem like he didn't care or didn't have he didn't have any sort of disdain for correct his life, and he didn't want to see anyone hurt he didn't want right. to see anyone whatever this was different this came with this came with a different spirit and
1: i think that's what so when i'm i'm saying that because you're like i don't know what you're like i don't know why i'm surprised well to me i wasn't surprised that he had something crazy to say but i am shocked and i did not know that he talked about him taking his life. Like, that's wild. And I don't understand why we're not more, I don't know if we're not more upset because we just don't really care about Boosie at this point, but he still has a big enough audience and he still has enough influence and enough impact where the things that he says are extremely, extremely harmful. I mean, if he can go trending on Twitter for even though he's saying the same shit, it's a problem. There's people that are paying attention to what he says. So I, I just don't understand why we, why, we aren't speaking enough more out on it, why he isn't getting canceled. I mean, this is a this well, is a post- here's, the, it,
0: it, here's the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rachel. No, go ahead. No, no,
1: go ahead. Go. No. No.
0: So here's the thing. Boosie came on. He said, "Y'all can't cancel Boosie. There's a ghetto in every hood of, around America where they love Boosie. Do you see? Do you see that that point that he made? That's true. I know. I know. It's so true. Here's the thing. That's a true point. You can't cancel Boosie. There's ghettos that 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 Boosie been putting in work with around the world in America, all over the place. You can't cancel them, but that's the reason why, because Boosie and who he is is a main is is a mainstay to so many people. That's the reason why canceling him isn't what we need from him. We need Boosie to be better. Boosie, but, but that— but, but 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 you have to but. I have I have to believe that there is some kind of we cannot tolerate that from him or from anyone. We You're right. cannot tolerate that from him. But
1: you also have to accept the point that it, it, I almost feel like it's wasted energy at this point. There has to be a there has to be another solution. Boosie, this is who he is. He does not want to change. He's done this too many times where he has talked in a very disrespectful and harmful way about that community. This is Boosie. He doesn't want to change. And matter of fact, double down on it by saying, you can come at me all I want. There's still going to be a community that supports me. So I think, the, I don't want to say like, go cancel him, but there needs to be people in the, the community that he is saying supports him and wraps their arms around him. Who else from that community can call him out on what he's doing? Who can reach him?
0: Right. So this is what I mean. It's not that I'm trying to guard anyone from being canceled. Uh, I don't really believe that cancellation is a real thing anyway, but it's not that I'm saying, hey, 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 don't do this. What I'm saying is that the point that he's making about his reach and his stature in certain areas being what it is, is probably a real one. And that's the same thing that we talk about when we talk about any of these guys like a Chappelle. You can't cancel Dave. You can't cancel him. Dave's been doing what he's doing for too long. Dave has a firm grip on being one of the top five comedians ever, if not being a cons- the consensus number one comedian of all time. You can't cancel him. He's too big. You can't cancel him. I'm not putting Boosie on that same level, but what I'm saying to the people who love Boosie, you can't. This is why as a community and as a culture, we have to make these people better. We cannot Fail here, like and when I when I say making them better, I mean every there's nobody that has a voice that needs to come out and excuse in any way what was said. Nothing that Lil Nas X said warranted that response. Nothing, nothing, nothing. My man Charlemagne says something all the time. He says uh, you can't dictate the way somebody is going to respond to you. I've always disagreed with that, and it's true, but I disagree with the. The notion that it posits, the notion is that, hey, if I walk by you and I say those shoes are ugly, then you can turn around and shoot me in the back of the head. And if I didn't want to die, I shouldn't have said anything. Well, that's just not the society that we live in. We don't live in one of those societies. We live in a society where you're you're as responsible for your response to something as as the person is that said it to you. And that's just the way Mm -hmm. things are. Mm -hmm. That response was ugly. That response was disgusting. That response was homophobic. That response was human phobic. You don't tell a human being to take their own life. You just don't. And if you're out there somewhere right now with a platform and you're making an excuse to where's why one of our brothers should have said that to another one of our brothers, then it's not Boozy who needs to look in the mirror as you. I'm disappointed. That's Baton Rouge right there. That's somebody who I've seen and known for a long time. Not my best friend. I know his brother more than I know him. But I'm disappointed in a real way that I didn't think I could be. Even more so than with the other stuff. It saddened me. Very saddened by that. Um, And I don't want anybody to think in any way that that's just how people in South Baton Rouge, that's how people, uh, that's how people feel. That's not my whole, my city, not going to wear that Uh, McKinley, not going to wear that. We're not going to wear that. That's one man talking his shit. There might be other people that agree with him, but not all of us, not in any stretch of the imagination. All right, let's take a break. If you guys don't know, Alec Baldwin was shooting a movie. Apparently, he was handling a prop gun, and the prop gun uh, went off in an improper way. And it killed somebody on set. Uh, there's a lot of more information coming out about coming out about that. Um, like as the days go by, that we're getting more right. stuff. Apparently, there have been some fucked up safety stuff on the set. Uh, in and of itself, there had been apparently things weren't going right. Yeah, so uh, like
1: more than that, there were other issues.
0: There were some other issues apparently that oh, were wow. going on on the set. Um, that's why it's that's a better better Friday topic because the news is coming out so fast okay. on it. Okay. Um, uh, but also not the first time that it happened. I don't know if you remember. You know Brandon Lee. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Happened to him while he was uh, shooting The Crow. Um, and he ended up getting a shot and he ended up passing away at a pretty young age. It's so. just,
1: it's sad. It's negligible. Like you just, you, I, I can't, it's like, how does it happen? How does it happen with all the checks and balances and the people that it has to go through? It's just so sad that something like this had occurred. Like it could have been avoided. It could have been avoided. So, you know, our hearts and prayers go out to the Hutchins family. I mean, it's, I can't even imagine what it is that they're going through. And I hope that, you know, no, I don't even hope I don't even want to say that. I just our thoughts and prayers go out with, go out to them.
0: Um, now in a pick me up story, did you see this group of fathers who started patrolling the schools there in Shreveport?
1: I did.
0: Yeah. A group of forty fathers in Shreveport, Louisiana are taking turns monitoring their children's high schools to help prevent any further violence and to watch out for their children and all children's. Uh a group named Dad's on Duty. They have T shirts. They helped students get to class on time. Um, this was at a high school up there in Southwood High School in Shreveport. Uh, where there were 23 students arrested in September. It's going <laughs> down at Southwood. Jesus, Southwood. Uh, but the dads took into their own hands and began going to the school. They got t-shirts and they rounded the kids up. And they're helping them get to school on time. They're throwing in a couple of dad jokes. They're doing their thing. What did you think about this story when you saw it?
1: I think it's a great story, and I'm glad that it's getting national attention. I love that the dads are stepping up. I love to see men step up and and do their thing and say, you know what, we're going to be involved in, our, in our, not just our kids' education, but just also in, in, in s- their social behavior as well. And I think, too, it also shows that, you know, like these dads can step up. They know how their children not, not just behave, but like how they should be reprimanded at the same time. And I think obviously it's working because I don't think they've had a arrests arrest since the dads are very involved. They're obviously influential doing their thing and they know nobody's going to look out for them. Like you're going to look out for your own. So I, I love to see it. I'm glad that this is making the rounds.
0: I liked it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot because there's this, um, It combats a narrative that black men in some way don't care about their their children.
1: Absolutely.
0: Y'all lying. All y'all do like to lie on black men. Just like tell a bunch of lies. Like black men don't care about their kids. Look at these dads, man.
1: Just black people.
0: No, I'm talking about the black men. See what you just did. You took it off black men. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, no, uh, black. But yeah, you know these guys care. I will say that my dad could have never done this, though. It wouldn't have, Why? wouldn't have worked. Just wouldn't have Why, worked, man. Cause he doesn't have. My dad didn't have that type of patience. Like my dad would go, okay, it's getting a little late. Go, go ahead and go to class. Nah, Mister Layton Yuta, look, nigga.
1: How you know they ain't saying that to them? They might. You know? <laughs> That's what Listen. my dad
0: would have been like. Look, nigga.
1: And you, I told you to, to get it. your ass
0: to class, now
1: like I said, they know how to reprimand them. They know how to talk to them. They know how to get them in line. You see they haven't been acting up since?
0: They haven't been. What was the one thing that your dad would do to let you know that he like he was really mad? Is there anything that one thing that your dad would you How did you know your dad was really pissed off?
1: I mean, he would say he calls me Rachel Lynn. Like mm-hmm. when he's like just Rachel Lynn. Uh-huh. Like ye- like yells it out. Right. And if I I would be upstairs and he'd be like come to the top of the stairs.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And I'd
0: be like, what does that mean? Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Something yeah. not not good. What was your mm-hmm. thing?
0: He had a couple. He had three. There was a holy trinity. One was look. If he gave you a real stern look, look like that. It was about to go down. The second one was one. I tell you what you do. If my father ever said, I tell you what you do. That That is so bad. Okay, you know what? I'll tell you what you do. You take your motherfucking ass on in there. And <laughs> yeah. How about this? You, you you talk about some basketball practice. Basketball practice your ass in there on that motherfucking room. Huh? Basketball practice. I'll tell you what you do. You go in there and do that. Either, uh, either he did that too or if he took the hat off his head. My dad wore a cowboy <laughs> hat at all times. My father wore a cowboy hat at all times. If the cowboy hat <laughs> got removed from his it. head oh my god were you fucked that's so
1: and he funny would, he would
0: never snatch the hat off <laughs> he would just take his hand on there he would tilt his hand to the side and he would just take the hat off and he'd start blinking like this
1: <laughs>
0: as he got clarity on what he was about to beat your ass about so yeah but now I, I i love the story i love the dads the dads of uh, uh, the one thing that being a dad does for most of the dads that I knew, it didn't just teach you how to love your kids. It taught you how to love other kids, too, because you Aww. know that those kids, and so I, I saw, they deal with a lot of love. I love those pops. I love those dads. Um, Van's very serious question of the week is here.
1: Oh, we're already here. Okay. Yeah, we
0: are. We are, unless you want to talk about Condoleezza Rice. No.
1: I mean, I don't think anybody's Do like surprised her? by the statements.
0: Um... Who's your favorite black Republican?
1: <laughs> I don't I've never thought about that question before. Really? Do you have one off the top yeah, of your head? I do. Okay,
0: who? Michael Steele.
1: Okay, oh, that's a good one.
0: Michael that's, Steele. That's
1: actually, can I take him? That's no, actually a no, really good one. You have one. to pick
0: somebody else. No, you can't have one. Okay, mine.
1: why? It's got to come back. Michael Steele's a really good one. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say.
0: Michael Steele is my favorite black Republican. Do um, you?
1: It ain't Condoleezza Rice. I can tell you that. <laughs> it's not her. Didn't we give her away in the delegation?
0: No, I don't think we get. I, look, do we, would you want to give Condoleezza Rice away? Are you anti-Condoleezza?
1: It's not that I'm anti, but if I gave her away, is did it? Is it that she's because she's done so much for us? I mean, who would, you,
0: who would you get back for?
1: I don't know. Again, don't put me on the spot. I got to think about this. I gotta think would you about
0: trade this. Condoleezza Rice for Barbara Streisand? Straight up, straight up trade Condoleezza Rice for Barbara Streisand.
1: It's like two different things.
0: Doesn't but... matter. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, fine. Let me ask you a question. Like, let's let's stay political. Okay, Would you trade political. Condoleezza Rice?
1: This is your very serious question. Is this it? I don't is know it? what you were going to ask, but no, I'm liking this... where this is going.
0: Well, I don't want to do political because if we do Hillary Clinton, well, here, well, here's the thing. Would you trade Condoleezza Rice for Hillary Clinton? Straight up trade. Straight up racial trade. Condoleezza Rice for Hillary Clinton. Would you trade? Interesting. Think about it. Crime bill. Haiti. I'm
1: thinking about. I I'm thinking about it.
0: Benghazi. Benghazi. <laughs> Benghazi. Come on, man. Don't don't do the tough. Don't do the fucking Fox News talking points on here. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't like. I don't like where this. I got to think about this. Anyways, Condoleezza Rice. I don't know if I would trade her for Hillary. I don't know.
0: Would you trade her for Maria Shriver? <laughs> Seriously. Sure, she's not problematic. Condoleezza Rice, straight up for Maria Shriver. No, we'll would take you Maria. Trade
1: we'll take Maria.
0: Last one. Would you trade in a straight up trade? Would you trade Condoleezza Rice for Martha Stewart? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I don't, don't know, know. About that one. I don't know black secretary of state. You know what I mean?
1: That's what I'm saying. I'd be like. Why like get, Martha gets cool points because she be doing stuff. I'm with asking Snoop? you, like no. a, a black That's secretary
0: of state know, for a white ex con. You know what the crazy what thing I'm is? Not, I don't know about With that. all of the Condoleezza Rice shit that we're talking about, it's really it's hard to give up a black secretary of state. You know, she was the secretary of state, national security advisor. You know what I mean? It means something. These are
1: titles. Yes, they're titles. They're 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 a first. There, there's titles, but I mean, Condoleezza Rice. Says some things. She said some things about the insurrection. She said some things right now that she said about CRT. the insurrection. I miss she's that. She's like, what we she should said? move on. She said we should, on from from on. we should move on. We should move on. We should move on.
0: I'm fascinated with that. With
1: the, the Congelisa Rice of it or the move on?
0: I'm fascinated at the things that white people want to move on from. Well, she's black. She's, like I said. <laughs> But I'm, but I'm, I'm just, I'm fascinated in let's let's say the right. I'm fascinated in the things that the right wants to move on from.
1: Why?
0: Because they want to move on from some really heinous shit. Of course,
1: things things that don't go well for them. That's Mm. what they want to move on from. They don't want to talk about things that. How
0: you say move on from slavery? It's just so funny. Yeah. It's like how you move on from that. You know what I mean? that's like that's a tough thing to move on from you can hey. say
1: that when it doesn't affect you
0: Ah, but it does affect them see people think that it doesn't affect it does affect them you can move on that's it's weird to me it's weird to me alright this is Van's very serious question of the week okay Okay. okay. it was Drake's birthday oh, this past know. weekend it's Drake's birthday this past weekend okay. ah, you were in, in Joshua Tree right it's on another all
1: right. level
0: alright in Joshua Tree on another level barbiturates hallucinogenics all the things uh, One celebrity that you could, if you could party with them on their birthday, easy question, fans, very serious question of the week. Who would it be? Rihanna. Okay. You didn't let me finish the question. Oh, sorry. Okay. It has to be somebody that you never, ever met before.
1: Does interviewing count as meeting them though?
0: Yes, it does. Of course it does. One celebrity that you never met that you think would be the most fun on their birthday. This
1: is a great question. Who would be really fun that I've? Seen? You're also saying that I've never met. This never is what's met. tough. This is and what's tough. I get tough. it.
0: I get it because oh, I've met everybody. I, hobo, no, hobo. I've
1: in, oh, no, they're all your friends. I just get to interview them. It's all I'm a not, part saying, of friend, my, I'm not my, saying the
0: friend thing. Do anymore. you have your
1: person? Do you have your person? You said it multiple times already on this podcast.
0: I already know who it is.
1: Who's your person?
0: My person is Leo DiCaprio. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, who would be a good time? Who would be funny? This isn't fair.
0: Yeah, you have to I've do. I've
1: interviewed it. a lot of people. So
0: what? I don't care.
1: So that's it's, it's crossing him off the list.
0: Yeah, so what? <sighs> yeah.
1: Mm. Maybe 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 a Lady Gaga.
0: Lady Gaga's a good one.
1: Lady Gaga. Gaga.
0: We both pick white people.
1: I've interviewed a lot of a lot of fun. Well, once uh-huh. you was named a white, I knew that it was, it was okay safe for a me. Yeah. <laughs> no, Lady you Gaga. Know,
0: if second serious question. There's a lot of white people out here and we get into them and they end up having some N word tweets we've seen this, okay?
1: Okay, okay. It's
0: true, it's like we, as soon as we see a white person that we like, you look back through their Twitter in 2011 and it's nigga, nigga, nigga. Nigga, nigga, nigga. There's a lot of white people, it's just like nigga, nigga, they say it, okay? If you had to base the fate of the world on one white person having absolutely zero niggas, in email, in text, is there one white person that you just cannot, you straight up can't see them ever having said the N-word? In a tweet or... In a tweet or whatever. There's one guy who I just can't, there's one dude who I cannot ever in my life. I know he might have said it like in a movie, but there's one guy I can't ever see in his personal life ever saying the N-word. Who I
1: got one. Mr. Rogers.
0: What year was Mr. Rogers born? Hold on for a second. Let's let's look at this. Let's look at this real quick.
1: Slash Tom Hanks.
0: That's mine. Tom Hanks is mine. So, Mr. (laughs) Rogers. Let's see. Fred Rogers was born in 1928 1928 in Pennsylvania. Do you think that Mr. Rogers has ever said the N-word before?
1: I like to think not.
0: 1928 in Pennsylvania. Like when you read his
1: background, it's just like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think so.
0: 1928 in Pennsylvania. You know what Pennsylvania is? It's Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and then Alabama in the middle. Although he's from Pittsburgh. What if he grew up in like
1: Quaker, a Quaker town?
0: So he went, he graduated from Pittsburgh Theological Seminary with bachelor's degree. Okay. He's a Presbyterian minister. Okay. I think
1: I think I'm right.
0: Okay, well look, here's the thing. I'm gonna go you're gonna go with Mr. Rogers. We're gonna take a vote.
1: We literally chose the same person. Okay. I know. Look who we, they picked to play Mr. Rogers.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a vote on this. I want this to be cut out as a vote. Who do you think has said the N-word more in their personal life? <laughs> Mr. Rogers or Tom Hanks? I want everybody to vote. This is a vote. Like, just who has said more N-words? I'm not talking about Tom Hanks for a role. I'm sure Tom Hanks has said the N-word in a role. I'm talking about personal usage, personal time, N-word. Think about it. In their life, two people. Mr. Rogers is here. Tom Hanks is here. If you added up all their N-words, who do you think is that? Remember, Mr. Rogers was born in 1928.
1: No, don't try to discredit people for watching this because when I said Mr. Rogers, I saw you take a beat. It is you tough. thought to yourself, damn.
0: It is tough. That was a good one. But 1928, <laughs> that's the no, nigga no, no, era. No. That's the era no. of nigga. <laughs> no, that's the nigga era. Tom Hanks is born stop, a little bit later stop, in the 50s. Try to, stop
1: trying to bring people to your side. You 30 know
0: I'm years right. 30 years of you know I'm between right. them. Okay. All right,
1: we'll see what the people have Rachel to say. Rachel says...
0: Mr. Rogers I say Tom I personally think that Mr. Rogers
1: 1928 <laughs> <Stop
0: singing that. laughs> Oh look at this Mr. Rogers I'm on Mr. Rogers Wikipedia controversies uh, No there are in no controversies There are no
1: controversies on his page cause I bought it too There are no controversies
0: Mr. Damn. Rogers Mr. Rogers was colorblind. So he might even not even know when he was I, talking to that, a nigga. I
1: thought that too. But I read it.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Wait no, a minute. No, wait a minute. Hold on. Mr. Rogers was a registered Republican. That doesn't
1: mean he was saying the N
0: word. Wow.
1: Doesn't mean he was saying the N word.
0: Okay. It's very true. He right, was, uh, but
1: he was very independent in the way he voted.
0: Very true. Very true. Okay, Okay. we'll see. We'll put this to a vote. Mr. Rogers or Tom Hanks, who has said more N words in a personal life? You know what I mean? Think about it, Mr. Rogers, since nineteen (laughs) forty (laughs) five. Okay. All right, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. All right. Take your thin caps off, but do not stop learning. We will see you guys again on Friday. I am Van Lathan Junior.
1: I'm Rachel and Lindsay. Bye guys.